0: and welcome to the second episode of my series of podcasts discussing mediumship, how to develop your psychic abilities and how to progress along this spiritual path. In today's episode we're going to be talking about your chakras, working with the aura and understanding what these mean to you. Now starting off you've probably heard many times mediums or just spiritual friends or spiritual people discussing their auras and saying i need to cleanse my aura or i think my auras are closed or whatever it may be and you've often probably thought to yourself you know what the hell is an aura and you know that's a valid question because it's only now that the vibration of this earth is being raised more and more people are having what we would call a spiritual awakening and even though working with chakras and the aura has been going on for centuries in many many cultures it's only now that people are actually starting to switch on to it and start to realize there's something more to this work now as a medium in the early days working with the aura and learning about chakras and energy systems it's quite important now some mediums would suggest that the auras and Maybe not so much the ores, but the chakras have absolutely nothing to do with um, mediumship. That may be the case, but at the same time, I think it's important that when you're looking at chakras, we're looking at them in a way that we're trying to develop them and trying to trying to work with them, that it puts us in a good state of mind, um, a good state of consciousness, before we do the work as a medium. Now there are many chakras the chakras we have seven major chakras but i'll just talk about maybe two of the chakras to start off with and why i think they're linked into mediumship so we work with our crown chakra so our crown chakra is based at the top of our head now this chakra itself this is what we would say is connected to or connects us to the divine this is what will connect us to our higher selves um, my belief is that all energy flows through the crown chakra coming from the divine so this divine prana or chi or whatever energy you like to call us the pure form of energy this is the energy that existed before anything else this is the energy that exists before we form thoughts and send them out in the form of energy before we form words and send them out in the form of energy so whenever we're looking at the crown chakra Whenever we're doing some sort of attunement for our mediumship, and again, as I've said, we're going to be talking about attunement, um, at a, you know, in later episodes. You don't need when you're when you're only beginning this journey, you don't need to be worrying about attunement and stuff like that just yet, because as I promised, we're going to start at the very very beginning. We're going to start with the basics, because it's very very important if you want to take this journey as a medium or as a psychic. And you're hoping that in the future you may be able to read for people or you might want to do it in a professional manner it's important to have a good understanding of all of these things because these questions do arise whenever somebody comes to us for a reading they expect us to have a good understanding and a good base knowledge that enables us to maybe answer their questions and you know if some of you're sitting there as a medium and somebody's asking you a question you know what's a chakra or what's an aura and all that sort of stuff you know you sort of don't want to be sitting there humming and hawing and thinking and you know it's, it's it's good to be able to give that little bit of confidence to your clients as well that you know look i've i've put the time and effort into the into the philosophy behind all of this you know you didn't just one day decide i'm gonna sit and start reading for people and yeah i mean At the same time if you have that natural ability I'm not saying you have to be schooled to become a good medium certainly not but I think it's more a case that there's nothing worse than sitting there and not having an answer for somebody and it's you know it's nice to be able to maybe educate your clients as well and I think that's why it's important to have a good base knowledge as well. So we've got our crown chakra and then you would have what we would call the brow brow chakra which is located between your eyes brow chakra in my last episode and um, I called it the mind's eye so this is where we would see clairvoyantly um, and whenever we're doing mediumship sometimes you'll close your eyes and you're, you're focusing more on this brow chakra to get your visions um, so the brow chakra I feel is very very important in, in the work of mediumship as well and those two chakras but in saying that and again I'm going to explain these in a little bit more detail shortly I think it's the other the other chakras which I'm going to go through with you and um, it's important that these are, are aligned and working um, effectively as well and that's more for our own state of being and our own feelings as well so we have what we would start off and I'm going to talk about the aura just first now if you've heard of the aura the aura is basically it's it's a subtle energy system now the aura would be seven layers deep and it surrounds us, it penetrates us, it flows through us. It's almost like an extension of our physical bodies back and front, and our aura must remain healthy for our own sense of well-being. Now, you've probably heard of people that would say they would read auras and stuff like that, and that's very, it's a very good skill to have if you're doing psychic work, because whenever you have a client that comes forward and they're sitting with you, if you can see their aura or can read their aura, it can help you to give them information about their their, their own state of being at that at that time, and um, there are many many avenues. Whenever we're looking at the aura, there's many many things that you can do to allow yourself to begin to start seeing the aura. And um, now I'm planning on doing uh, podcasts or future podcasts. That will focus solely on exercises to be able to start to maybe see your own auras and stuff like that. And it's quite fun actually. I enjoy doing it myself. I, I, I still uh, will practice with these exercises and just for instance yesterday um, I had a client coming for a reading and I sat and I was doing my attunement and my little meditation. And I opened my eyes and just, it, it sort of hit me like a, like a train. All of a sudden I could see my aura all around me and it was blue and it was wonderful. And you know, it, 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 it it's just, it never, it never, it still surprises me. It still surprises me when I see it, it's amazing. And the aura I feel is something that you can actually learn to see i don't think you have to have a natural ability to see ores i think if you put in the time and effort and the practice this will open up and develop for you as well so the aura is also it's composed of an electromagnetic field and it helps us to make contact with the psychic plane now we are always always connecting with each other's ores and we're transmitting and receiving messages to each other all the time we're always blending um with those around us now this at the same time can be quite exhausting because if you are um, of the if you have a medium if you are if you are a medium or if you have natural psychic uh, abilities, this without realising it this can actually be draining you of energy. So if you find that you you're in a room with a bunch of people and you always seem to get very tired after it and stuff like that, that can be because you are naturally picking up on these messages and stuff like that, that you're getting from other people without actually realizing it. So the aura consists of what we would call the life force energy. Now, as I've said earlier, it can be known as Prana or Chi or whatever the Chinese would have called it, Chi energy. Um, And we, I suppose we would each have a dominant color in, in our aura. Now, there are other colors that can come and go, and that just depends on our our health, our mood, the activity we're doing, the emotion that we're feeling at the time. And it's important as well that I note some of this information that I'm giving you today. I've been doing a little bit of research on it too. I think it's always good to listen to other points of view on this. Now, I've been reading a book called The Psychic's Bible, and this is a very, very good book. It's published by Hay House Publishing, and the author is Jane Struthers. Now, um, this book is a nice little, it's it's quite a small book actually, and it's handy to have because it just basically explains everything quite clearly as well, um, and it's a good basic foundation to start from as well, although it is very, there's a lot of knowledge in it, it's very, very good, so some of the stuff I'm talking about today, I've picked a bit of it from that, some of it's from my own experiences as well, and uh, yeah, it's good to get lots of different points of view, so I think it's important as well that we start at the beginning so we will start with the um, we will start with the colors of the aura i think so if there's red in your aura so this can be linked to your base chakra now this can mean that you are full of energy at that time and it can mean that you're sprung into action for some reason it can mean that you are feeling you're having to lead the pack at that particular time you may be having to take on something at home where you're being dependent on by other people and it can also mean that you have a, you're always thinking of what the next thing is that you want to do. You're always trying to improve your life. You're always trying to. You can't quite seem to just let anything sit. You always are trying to push forward. So if you're doing a reading for somebody and you're seeing a lot of red around them, that that can be a good indicator of those particular actions that that person is taking in their life at that time. So the next color will be orange, and that's linked to our sacral chakra. Now this can mean that the person is quite optimistic. They would have a very bright outlook on things. Um, they can be confident, um, quite a warm personality, And um, would be very good at sitting and listening to other people's problems. Um, and just a very sort of a, a, a welcoming energy in general. Um, you know, when people find that they're drawn, they will be drawn to, to that person particularly. So that's the color orange when you're seeing that in somebody's aura. And then we talk about the colour yellow which is linked to your solar plexus chakra. Now this can mean that they are a good communicator, they would have a knack for solving problems and the problems of others and they unfortunately don't give up easily and can be quite stubborn Um, and when they set their mind to something they can uh, become very very focused and maybe are forgetting what everybody else is trying to say to them or or the input of others sometimes if there's too much yellow. It can be that they're not maybe listening to advice from other people and that can that can give you information that you could advise them that they maybe need to look at a different point of view maybe from other people. Um, if you're seeing green in the aura, that can be linked to the heart chakra. Now, this can mean that the person is happiest name when they're outdoors, when they're in nature, um, they have a, f- a feeling of belonging outdoors or else they could be feeling boxed in and um, They maybe need to get out a bit more and and basically just to feel the grass beneath their feet and stuff like that. Um, It can also mean that they have a calming personality, um, love all things nature, all things animals. They may have a lot of animals at home, so that can be another thing. And they're just quite spiritual in in general. They're just quite a spiritual person, even maybe without realizing it themselves. That can mean as well they may have a very strong faith in whatever denomination that they come from. So um, that's the green, and then we look at the blue. So the blue is linked to the throat chakra, and now this can mean that the person would have a lot of values, and values are very important to them, and they value, they whenever they're looking for a partner, um, they can quite value, um, what. Well, when I'm saying quite value, I think it matters to them what the values of that other person is. So that person has to have a good outlook. That person has to match their own values. So they'd be quite a logical thinker. Um, they would feel that they're in a place in their lives where they have a good understanding of where they're at and um, they're they're pretty happy, pretty contented um, where they are at, this, at that point in their lives. So that's the blue. And then the Indigo is located, as I've said, to the brow chakra. Now this can mean psychic ability, and you can give good advice um, and again you have a fair idea where you're going in life and you're quite comfortable with the way things are going at that present time and then we've got the white which is linked to the crown chakra and this can mean that the person would fiercely fight for other people um, you know, they see an awful lot of injustice in this world, and especially whenever something's not going right for somebody else. They will be a champion of the people, and that's just the way that they've always been. They like to drag people up by the bootstraps, and uh, basically get things going again. They're great at getting getting things spinning, getting things moving again, and they would have a greater connection to spirit, and I would say that, that a person that would have a lot of white energy around them they would have been on this earth plane through many, many, um, incarnations and they've been here before. They just seem to have a a vast knowledge of all things old and they, um, they, they seem to give fan, they give fantastic advice and they're very, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable person. So those are the colors of the aura and those colors can change. Those colors can change from time to time. But again, normally, depending on your personality, you would have a dominant color in your aura. Now, If your aura is not healthy, um, there are ways that you can cleanse your aura, very, very simple ways um, to try to cleanse the aura and try to get things going again. Now, one of them is if you sit very still and you plant your two feet firmly on the ground, making sure that your back is up straight, take a few deep breaths and focus on your breathing. And as you do, and as you're focusing on this breathing, start rubbing your two hands together until you feel lots of heat from your hands. And now do this probably for maybe 20 to 30 30 seconds. And once you've felt that warmth in your hands, and you just draw your hands apart from each other quite slowly, you'll probably feel like a magnetic um, pull to want to bring your hands back together again. Now, whenever you feel this, what I, what I would say to you is start to brush down your own aura. Now your aura could be about 18, it can be about 18 inches all around you. And um, It's like an, an egg shape around your body and you can start to cleanse your aura. So you can start to brush off your aura with your hands and this can be quite a good, good way of balancing yourself and just bringing yourself back into the here and the now. Um, so that's just a little exercise it's very very simple uh, but can be it can, we'll call it our starting point on this journey so if you can do that every day you'll probably find that you'll have a better state of mind and you probably find you're going to feel a little bit more balanced as you go along so that's that's cleansing your aura and then you've probably heard of aura photography if you're um, familiar with auras now again they're only very brief descriptions uh, i've given of the color of the aura Um, I'm going to go into uh, probably greater detail um, with that then maybe in the next episode or as we go along. So, um, you know, don't be worrying too much. This will be very, very informative as we go along and you will have all the tools that you need um, on this spiritual journey so you you may have heard of um aura photography or curling photography and basically that's a, speci- it's a special camera that can actually photograph the aura Um now as far as i know these cameras can be got online as well if you're interested in that type of thing they're not cheap as far as i know that's the only thing um but again these cameras can be used to photograph the aura and give you an insight into the color of your own aura but if I have my way, you're not going to need that. You are going to be able to sense the aura and see the aura for yourself in the podcast episode when we work with auras. So that's going to be coming up at some point. So there's the next thing we're going to talk about then, we'll talk about the chakra system. Okay. So again, we're asking the question, what is a chakra? So a chakra is basically it's the Sanskrit word for wheel. It's a spinning energy center and it's linked to all different parts of our our body. Now, the chakras can operate all on their own frequency. Now, there is a frequency called the Solfeggio frequency. This, again, is another episode that we're going to do. And each chakra can be um, activated by just listening to this particular frequency. Now, um, again, that's not something we need to worry about right now, but the, the chakras oh you could write a book for 2000 pages on the chakras there's just that much information that they can give us about ourselves and we are probably going to have a two-part episode just to talk about the different chakras what they mean to us what they regulate in our bodies all the chakras are linked to specific glands within our bodies as well we're going to talk about how we can how we can maybe bring our chakras back into alignment how we can work on our chakras so there's going to be different chakra um, meditations to enable us to balance our chakras and hopefully improve all aspects of our own lives so um, again if you're feeling in a in a way that you're feeling balanced and you're feeling pretty centered, your, your mediumship in turn and your psychic work and all of that your spiritual work is going to be a lot more rounded it's going to be a lot more focused you're going to find you're going to maybe get a lot more messages from spirit you're going to be more in tune with the divine power and the divine energy that spirit bring forward to us now when we're talking about chakras the chakras would basically they're like a regulator for our spiritual selves for our spiritual well-being they regulate us they regulate everything in our lives now again the chakras have been around for oh for millennia um you know it's 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 an ancient ancient art uh, working with the chakras it's not a new thing at all and um, it's as, as I've said earlier it's more that the world is having a bit of an awakening at the moment and people are actually realizing there's a hell of a lot more to this than um, just what they would say in books and it's, it's, it's not fairy tale stuff and it's not myth so we have seven major chakras from our head to our trunk Okay, Uh, we've got actually 21 all over, and the rest are mostly in our hands and the trunk area. But again, we're not going to worry too much about them, and that's more of an advanced uh, discussion when we're talking about chakras. The main ones that we need to worry about are the seven major chakras. Now, they're often called, we often have what's called the higher chakras or They can be called the new age chakras. And those are the other chakras that are outside of that seven. Now I am briefly going to just give you the names of those chakras. So we've got the altar major. Now this is located in front of our nose or at the back of our head and near the nape of our neck. And this chakra is connected to intuition and is good when looking to work in the psychic faculty. Okay, so that's the altar major. We've got the high heart chakra. This is what they would often call the soul seat or the thymic chakra. Now this can be blocked by bottle emotions. It's linked to your consciousness and intentions and located between the heart and the throat chakra. So that's the high heart chakra. Then we've got the transpersonal point and that's above our heads. Now they say that this chakra is in the aura. Now it's linked to our higher consciousness. And it's, when activated, it allows us to view ourselves from a different point of view. So whenever the chakra is working well, it allows us to step outside of our own situations and be able to look at our problems and maybe solve them, um, you know, in a different way. And then we've got the Hara, and that's located at the navel, and it's said to work in the same way as the seven major chakras, but exists in the aura between the sacral and the solar plexus chakra. Now this is not taught to be inactive in everybody. But healers do tend to use it more and they have reported that this is actually more powerful than the heart chakra itself for healing so the seven major chakras and these are the ones that we will be working with first and foremost the crown chakra now this is located at the top of our heads it's often called the thousand petal lotus okay now this chakra is linked to the divine our spirit selves and it can act as an entry point for the divine light to pass through us or the spirit messages to pass through us whenever we work with spirit. Many of my early exercises whenever I was learning to channel my mediumship and channel my own gifts. A lot of it centered around whenever I was contacting spirit, that I would have asked them to basically pour almost like a golden light from them through me, and it would always enter through the top of my head, through the crown chakra. Now, we're going to be doing exercises on this whenever we do get a little bit more advanced and start to actually connect with spirit in these episodes. So, it's called, as I've said, it's, it allows the divine prana light to enter us, and it assists us in all our psychic and, and the psychic work and our spiritual work. So, the next chakra then below that, so we've got the brow chakra. And the brow chakra can be colored indigo or purple. It's located between our eyes and it's used to see the divine. And it works with our intuition. And this will be highly connected to our clairvoyant abilities. So once again, when we're working with the brow chakra, it's the brow chakra that we are seeing a lot of our images and visions from spirit through this chakra. The next one down then we have the throat chakra. So the throat chakra, the color blue is linked to the throat chakra and the throat chakra is is basically it's connected to our ability to communicate, it's it's our ability to speak out for others. Now when this chakra is not working well we can find that we can't find the words or we can't seem to get our point of view across. We seem to be struggling a lot of the time to be able to have our voice heard and, and we probably find we have problems in relationships. Um, where we are not able to make the other person, not make the other person see, but to enable the other person to see how we're really feeling deep down, we just can't seem to put it together in a sentence. So if you're, if you find that that's something that you're going through at the moment, it would be interesting for you to maybe go and look at the throat chakra and maybe see um, what you can do with that. And again, there are little exercises you can find a lot of stuff on YouTube as well, which is fantastic. Um, and a lot of these meditations will help you to clear that throat chakra and to be. A- you'll probably find after that you'll be able to speak a lot more freely um, and it will improve it should improve your situation so that's the throat chakra the next one is the heart chakra now the heart chakra is connected to the color green it is linked to healing it's linked to love compassion and um, a lot of healers will work with the heart chakra specifically so that's the heart chakra the solar plexus chakra then is the next one so the solar plexus chakra is, is is yellow in color. It's linked to our motivation, the drive that we have, our sense of purpose in this universe. Whenever the solar plexus chakra is working very well, you will find that you will have all of these things, but whenever it's not working quite well, you will find that your motivation does drop. You maybe get a bit clouded, and where you feel you're going in this world, all of that sort of stuff. And if you feel that that's what's happening to you at the moment, then maybe you should be looking at the solar plexus chakra. So, and just to confirm as well, the, the the so the brow chakra is located between our eyes. The throat chakra will be located just at the center of your throat. The heart chakra is located just. I suppose in the center of your chest, just across from your heart. Uh, the, solar prex- the solar plexus chakra will be located then just below that at the solar plexus. The next one then that we would have will be the sacral chakra. So the sacral chakra will be orange in color. And that's connected to our, our imagination. It's connected to fertility, creativity and whenever the sacral chakra is working well it allows us to blossom and all of these things and, and to put to put a lot of color into our lives whenever this is not working well we can find that we are maybe just stuck in a rut and um, we're not we just can't seem to find what about the next thing is that we want to do and um, we're finding maybe we've lost a bit of passion for what it is we're doing at that particular time so if you're feeling that way the sacral chakra could be something to look at And finally, the next one, which is one of the most powerful chakras of all, and it's a very important one, again, in spiritual work, it's very important, the root chakra. So the root chakra is linked to the color red, it's linked to nature, emotion, it's linked to anger, fear, compassion, and our sense of peace. The root chakra is linked to us grounding ourselves, so whenever we're trying to ground ourselves, and we'll talk about why grounding is important now in a moment, but whenever we're looking at the root chakra, the root chakra keeps us in the here and in the now, and before we do any sort of work in any meditation or in this, we're using the psychic faculty or mediumship, we need to use the root chakra to ground ourselves, and it's if you wanted to imagine this, if you can imagine the, the root chakra is located at the base of your spine, You imagine almost like a chain or an anchor coming out of this chakra and burying itself deep into the earth and this is going to ground you and keep you here in the physical because sometimes when we do this work we can forget to bring ourselves back into the here and now and we're still receiving messages and we're still linking into to to the spiritual plane to the higher plane and whenever you ground yourself you'll find that you're able to bring yourself back into your daily life um, a hell of a lot quicker and because at the end of the day no matter what the spiritual work we do we're physical beings, we're physical bodies and we're in the physical world so we gotta look after that first and foremost, if we're not looking after our physical selves none of this matters because we're not. you're not gonna be in a position to be able to focus on any of this stuff if your life is a roller coaster and it's running away from you so um, it's important to keep ourselves grounded. Um, grounding as i've said i've just explained why grounding is important as i've said grounding is very good for anxiety as well so it's also referred to as mindfulness so grounding will be similar to that so whenever you're trying to ground yourself you're saying to yourself okay what can i feel i can feel my feet on the ground what can i smell i can smell flowers in the air um you know what can i see i can see trees i can see a parked car And all of that is grounding, it brings you back into the here and into that moment and into the now. Not into the past, not into the future, but into the here and into the now. So we've discussed the aura and we've discussed the chakras. Now again that's a very basic explanation of all of these things but it's enough to get you started and it's enough to hopefully to get your interest going in all of these things as well and hopefully enough to allow you to begin to imagine what they are. Now when the chakras are working if you can imagine them as these as these circles that are or spirals that are in a a straight line going down your body and they're like a swirling vortex of energy and they spin very, very fast. Some of them spin slower than others, but it's these, if you can think of all the colors that we spoke about as well, and imagine all of these colors in different parts going down that straight line, working from the crown to the brow, to the throat, all the way down to the heart, working down to the solar plexus, to the sacral, to the root chakra. And imagine all of these wheels of energy turning and spinning. Now, whenever these are working quite well, they're spinning beautifully. There's a beautiful colored light pouring out from them, going in, going out. It's, it's almost like a magnetic field surrounding your body. Whenever these are not working properly, they're not spinning properly. It's almost like there's a blockage in each of them. So a good way of clearing our chakras, so we would often talk about we need to do, uh, we need to cleanse our chakras. A good way to imagine this is it once again, if you have a seat and you plant your feet firmly on the ground, you take a deep breath in. And as you take in the deep breath, you imagine coming up from the earth. Now you will have grounded yourself at this point. So you will have imagined that anchor bring, burying itself into the ground, keeping your feet firmly planted on the ground. You can imagine roots coming out of your feet burying themselves deep into the earth. And when you're breathing in, you're imagining this beautiful white light or this divine energy, this divine divine essence comes up through the soles of your feet with, with every breath that you breathe in. And as you breathe out, your chakras start to activate a little bit. They start to spin. It's almost like air going through a fan. And the deeper you breathe in and the more that this light comes up, it hits every chakra on the way up. And it begins to make them spin. The more relaxed you get at doing this and the more rhythm you get in your breath, the more and more that these chakras will begin to spin and they'll begin to activate. And as they do, all of your worries, all of your cares, all of your memories, anything that no longer serves you right now, you begin to see it exit through these chakras. It can be, it can take any form, it can be dark in color, it can be like a dark energy, it can look like debris, it can look like video images coming out, like a movie reel just pouring out of your chakras. And the more relaxed you are, and the more you're breathing in, you'll find that these will begin to clear. So it's almost like you're using something to blow out all of this negative energy out of your body. And as you do this, you'll see the chakras starting to spin faster. And this light becomes more and more clear. So all the different colours, the indigo, the green, the yellow, the orange, the blue, the white. All of this begins to come clearer and clearer and clearer. And before you know it, the whole room is filled up with this beautiful rainbow light. And all of that negativity that's within you, all of that worry, all of that stress has literally just been blown out of your body. And you ask the powers that be whoever it is whoever your higher power is we ask them to send that out to the universe transmute it where it can do no harm to anybody and whenever we practice doing this with our chakras you'll find that you're a lot more centered you're a lot more calm you're nearly ready to face the day and it doesn't have to be you don't have to sit and do this for a half an hour sometimes just knowing that this is happening is enough so whenever you get up in the morning and you sit on the edge of the bed Take in a couple of deep breaths, and as you breathe out, just imagine you're blowing out all of this negativity from yesterday. Any dreams you had in your head that night, anything that were, any worries that you had that were maybe playing on your mind, before you even walk down the stairs or whatever it may be, get rid of it. Take a few deep breaths. Activate your chakras, get those things spinning. If you can imagine that those chakras are like the engine room to your body, all of the cogs and wheels and belts that are spinning in a car, in an engine. Imagine that you're starting it up. It's like it's like a cold start in a diesel car in the mornings. Get that going. Take in those deep breaths. and Before you walk down them stairs to face the day, have all of those chakras working and spinning and, and surround yourself in that beautiful color that is connected to each and every one of these chakras. So that's us talking about chakras. You can probably tell I'm pretty passionate about this stuff. Uh, me personally, I, I find it absolutely fascinating. And um, once, whenever I first became acquainted with chakra work and aura work, it made me think a lot more about my sense of spiritual well being, not just my physical well being. Whenever we feel good spiritually, our body in turn follows. Whenever our spirits are down, and this can be linked into depression as well, and myself, I, I, I would be the first to admit that I have had many, many. Um, problems myself in the past, suffering from depression um, and anxiety and stuff like that. And more so, more so in the past, it was a, it was a lot tougher. And I've, I'm thankfully I found myself come to a place now where I'm in I'm in control of it. And whenever we're not feeling good, whenever we're not feeling good mentally or spiritually, our body does tend to follow. So we find ourselves maybe getting getting sicker, we get colds a lot more, maybe get a lot more flus, stuff like that. The two are completely connected. So whenever I discovered working with the aura and working with my chakras it has helped me no end working working with med- true meditation it has to help with my mood it's it's, it's helped with my, my just my state of mind I stop getting as many episodes of feeling down and whenever I don't meditate and whenever I I'm I'm not being good to myself I find myself slip, slipping back into these habits very very quickly and slipping back into that state of mind again So it can only be a good thing working with your chakras is what I'm trying to say. So we've talked about the aura and we've talked about chakras. Let's talk about some other things that in the early days can be linked to your awakening ability. The signs that you can look out for and the experiences that you may have had that you've never quite understood. So I was looking at something yesterday Again, this is coming from that book, actually, I was looking at yesterday, and we we're talking about the states of consciousness, so brain waves. So we all, we've all got brain waves and we actually all have different brain waves that occur at different times of day. So um, I'll give you a brief description and we've, we've got delta brain waves. So delta brain waves, they operate at a slow rate and occur during our deep sleep. We've got theta, T-H-E-T-A, naturally occurring during sleep and associated with creativity, intuition, and the trance like states now the trance like states that's something that we will talk about in, in detail in the future so there's a such thing called trance mediumship if you've never heard it before um, or trance healing now that's something that again that is absolutely fascinating but I don't think the time is appropriate and in the early stages for us to be worrying about that right now we've also got the alpha state so this is the, these brain waves are more active early in the morning when we're relaxed so we've also got the creativity and um, linked into that as well so we've also got the beta which is the brain waves when we're busy and we're active so we're, we're operating on beta brain waves and these can actually hamper our creativity because we're so busy and because we're not actually we're in that we're in that beta state we're not actually enabling ourselves to um, work creativity work creatively should I say apologies so the last one then is gamma waves. these are fast waves and they're linked to complex thinking so whenever you're problem solving you would be working in the gamma state so again i just found that uh, i found that quite interesting yesterday whenever we were talking about those type of things or whenever i was reading those things now there are some cultures that would actually induce the theta and the alpha states to actually enter altered states of consciousness and that can be done through drumming and chanting now again drumming and chanting is not something that i have really done before myself i have called friends and colleagues that um, this this will be a major part of their spiritual paths and it, it, whenever I was listening to them talking about it, it sounds absolutely fascinating. So it's something that I would like to maybe get into myself in the future. Now, um, so the astral body is, we're going to talk about the astral body, okay? So the astral body is believed to be a replica of the physical body and it's attached to us by a silver cord. So the astral body... Is it's not necessarily our soul, it's just like a, an exact re- or like a hologram or a replica of our own bodies. And this is a body of energy and it's linked to us by a silver cord. Now, it's these are usually aligned, but they can become detached and they can give the sense of astral travel. So, if you've ever heard of astral travel, okay, also known as OOBE, so outer body experiences, now people would report that they in their dreams or just before sleep. That they would feel themselves floating up out of their bodies maybe and across the room. Some people have said that they, they're, able to, they're able to look down and they're able to see the, the roof of their house and all sorts of stuff like that. So if you've ever experienced that where you felt you're leaving your own body, this will be called astral travel. And people report whenever they're coming back in that they re-enter their body through the top of their head so as you can see again the top of the head the crown chakra is very specific for energy when it comes through us so one thing though is that people report and they say that they can see this cord whenever they're doing this um, and they're told that if this cord gets severed that they die now Personally, I'm not too sure about that. I don't know if The Divine would ever show us something like that, to be fair. I'm not disputing if people have had those experiences. Um, But um, it would worry me, I suppose, to to think of that a little bit. I don't think, uh, from my own experiences anyway, I don't think I've ever been shown anything like that. Um, Now, this again can happen normally before... Uh, or while we're asleep so the astral travel side of things can happen around that time and from my own experiences of astral travel i remember once i was meditating and i was, I was feeling a little bit tired when i was meditating and i knew that i was going there's a good chance i was maybe going to fall asleep um, and just before that i felt I, again i felt like this electricity running through me and it was just from my head to my toe and all of a sudden i felt myself being lifted out of my body Um, I remember going through the ceiling, I remember going through the roof of the house, I remember looking down at the roof of the house, I could see the dog out the back garden, I could see my car parked in the driveway, I could see everything, there's a motorway beside our house, a freeway, and I, I remember seeing the cars going up and down that, and all of a sudden I felt myself coming through what was like a wall, and when I stood, when I stood there, there was it was almost like perspex glass and I remember putting my hands on it and looking through it and I could see the world but it was different it was a different color there was people going about their lives and I remember having my hands on this perspex glass looking in and I remember somebody telling me that you're not ready to come here yet you're not ready to enter here yet you cannot you cannot enter and I remember looking in I it was just it was absolutely fascinating it was like our world but it wasn't it was like it was like I was I was like I was looking at a different dimension it was it was absolutely amazing and I remember then at that point feeling that I needed to come back down and I remember just all of a sudden falling back through making my way back down back into my body again I remember opening my eyes and I just sat there I sat there in complete shock of what what had just happened because it was real it was absolutely real um and one good way of doing this actually is if you play music in the background whenever you're doing this type of thing as long as you can hear that music you know you're in the here and you're in the now if you do it in silence sometimes it can be quite hard to know was it well was it was i there or was i not i find music is a fantastic way of 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 remembering that you're in the here and the now you can still hear that music as these things are happening so that's, that's basically astral travel. Now, um, astral projection on the other hand, that's different. So that's claims of leaving the body at will. So you can literally leave your body whenever you want and travel to the astral plane. And again, I feel that that dimension I'm talking about was the astral plane that I was looking into. Now, people people say that they can, basically, they can see whoever they want to whenever they do this. This is It's similar to an OOBE, outer, outer body experience. Um, but it's not to be confused with what's called etheric projection. And that's whenever the person can be physically seen by whoever they visit. So when whenever you're doing astral travel, you cannot be seen by the actual physical person that you may have wanted to go and see. But etheric projection is different. That's whenever that person can see you. And a lot of I remember years ago, whenever I was a kid, I remember walking up the stairs in our house. And I remember looking in, I could see into the kitchen as I was walking in, I seen my mother standing in the kitchen. And whenever I got upstairs, she was actually standing upstairs. So my mother had actually been etheric etheric projecting, and without actually knowing she was doing it herself um, and I it's only I remember at the time I couldn't understand it as the years went on I thought had I seen the spirit of maybe some one of my mother's relatives and um, or something like that, that because my mother had a relative that looked quite like her and um, but actually in fact uh, I now know that that was actually etheric uh, projection that she was doing at that time so again I'm just giving you bits of information um, basically about all the different bits and pieces that you may have heard of. You may you may be able to relate to an awful lot of what I've just spoken about there. Um, that may mean an awful lot to you and I hope you got something from this. Again, I just want to mention um, the, the books that I've been reading. And again, it's one thing me talking about my own experiences, and my own knowledge base that I have. But it's always, always good to go and and to read up on this stuff. I mean, I think I'm reading like five books at the moment at once. Um, I can't get enough of this information into me right now. Um, So the first one was The Psychic's Bible. So if you're interested in that, it's by Hay House Publishing. And it is by an author called Jane Struther. So I've got some of my information from that today as well. Um, Just to help with with my own thoughts as well and just to confirm some things to me too. So there's also another book and it's again it's from hay house actually it's called the uh, chakras seven keys to awakening the healing and the energy of the body and it's by the author Anodia judith so and that book is absolutely packed full of information on the chakras and um, it's absolutely fascinating it gives lots of diagrams and stuff like that as well so and um, it's worth it if you're looking to maybe get started on the chakras that's a good book and uh, to get started with so what do we talk about next? The most important thing that we need to start to discuss is meditation. So, who finds it hard to meditate? I know I did at the very beginning. I know that I couldn't allow myself to relax enough. I remember going to get hypnotized to give up smoking years ago. And I think I paid like 120, 120 pounds to, to do it. And I walked out of there and I had a cigarette as soon as I walked out. I couldn't actually allow my mind to relax enough to be able to get into that trance-like state or whatever that may be whenever you're you're being hypnotized. Um, So meditation it it actually can be a lot easier um, than you think it is. If you have the right teacher or if you're in the right surroundings meditation can come to you quite quickly. So there are different forms of meditation as well we'll talk about those. So there are focused meditation so that's meditation whenever you would try and focus on an object and you will just keep looking at this object trying to keep pulling yourself back into the here and the now Focus meditation can be quite difficult to be honest with you and um, that can be something that uh, but again it can be a good exercise to try and teach yourself to not let yourself drift away too quickly keep bringing yourself back into the here back into the now focusing on that object so the other one is visualization uh, meditation so that's whenever you like go on a journey with somebody if you have a teacher that's taking you somewhere in that meditation you can do that by listening to cds and stuff like that as well We've also got Transcendental, which is repeating a mantra over and over. So you've probably heard um, all of that "ohm" and all that sort of stuff. So that's your mantra. So that can be that can be what you're focusing on. You're focusing on your own voice all of the time when you're doing that. We've also got um, Listening Meditation. So that's when your eyes are open and you're literally just looking around you. And again, that, that can be a bit like mindfulness, basically. You're, you're looking at what's around you. You're listening, you're feeling, you're smelling, you're sensing. And then we've got buddhist meditation and buddhist meditation is literally observing your breath and that's just focusing on your breath all the time and bringing yourself back into your breath again every time you get distracted now all of that being said my experience with meditation is that you will use nearly all of this and uh, sometimes you'll use a lot of these type of meditations in the one meditation so um I am going to be posting up a basic beginner's meditation um, this weekend or hopefully early next week and it's going to get us started on our meditation journey and once we learn to meditate, even a little bit, and we practice that meditation, that will then set us up for when we try to attune with spirit because when you're attuning with spirit and you're trying to get ready to work as a medium, it's important to be able to maybe try and focus a little bit on what's being shown to us because all of the knowledge in the universe is readily available to us and it's readily available to us through our guides and stuff like that and through spirit and whenever we can start to allow ourselves to focus enough and try to focus on what we're being shown in turn we can use that information to help help us within our own lives but also to help us in our work as mediums so if you can meditate and you can learn to meditate That will help you then with your attunements. If you've never meditated before, an attunement will be completely alien to you. A Um tuning as well can be quite heavy as well sometimes attuning can, some people report feeling nauseous uh, after tuning. it's such a dense heavy energy because it's the energy of the divine energy that's spirit energy coming forward and uh, working through us so if you can sort of build up, uh, we'll call it build up tolerance, if you can build that up um, starting off with just little meditations to start us with and the little meditations are handy for psychic work as well so that's what we're going to be focusing on next week okay so I'm going to put up a little meditation a bit of a mindful meditation as well and um, we'll do that next week and that's going to get us kick-started on our journey before i wanted to do that i wanted to just talk to you about the energy system and the chakras and the aura i think it's a very very good base uh, foundation of knowledge to have as well so that's basically it folks for this uh, for this episode i hope you enjoyed it I hope you found it educational. Again, I just want to give thanks as well to the authors of those books as well because some of this information is from them too, and it's important that you know they get the recognition as well for their own work as well. And again, in this work you will find that you will be whenever you're talking about philosophy and you're discussing the different forms of mediumship and all that sort of stuff. A lot of that information has to be thought, it has to be taught to you in some way. And I think it's always nice to give a heads up to those who have thought of these things as well. I think it's important. Um, you know. So basically, that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it for this week. And uh, tune in now for the next episode whenever we're going to be discussing beginner's meditation. Have a great day. Thanks.